episode 198 of... Brutal Battle! Yeah, it's Dan Kim again. In case, well, people may not have known from that from that voice since you did a different voice to say Brutal Battle. But it's Dan Kim. Hi. A guy I like to have on from time to time. And we're going to do it up. We're going to do two episodes with Dan. Uh, we got a topic for this one. We have a, another topic for the next one, but... Depending on what's talked about this episode, we might switch topics. I don't know. We'll see. But what I do know for sure is that we have a warm-up beer in front of us. Warm-up beer. Yeah, and always got to do the warm-up beers. So Dan was feeling in the mood for something sour. So we're going to go sour, and I have a feeling this could be very sour. Uh, this is a beer I've never had before. This has probably been sitting in my beer cellar for about a year and a half, maybe. And it's by Burley Oak Brewing, who's getting a lot of press and a lot of hype, especially in the Maryland area, because they're doing their Dream Series, Dream spelled with a J instead of a D, and that's their, <laughs> their sours with lactose and fruit added. But this is not that, because this is pre-Dream phase for Burley Oak. This was back when they were just doing more straight-up type sours mm -hmm. and um, IPAs that weren't the New England-style IPA because they're getting huge with that, too, like their Citralaxy and all that so stuff. So the Dream Series is mostly New England styles? No, no, no. So the Dream Series, I'm sorry, because I mashed two things together, basically. Their New England-style IPAs are a separate thing. The Dream Series, those are all sours that have fruit and lactose added to them. Okay. So. And then... On a separate thing, a they're, set, yeah, they're exactly. also doing a, uh, another thing of yeah. New England's that are also getting good good press. Correct. Got but in, in my mind, they kind of go together because they've been doing special can releases mm -hmm. like every few weekends uh, where you know people go and they wait in line in order to get their allotment because they're selling out same day within just a few hours because they're that popular. And they're usually releasing a New England style IPA and one of the dreams or two of the dreams at the same time. And sometimes it's like two New England style IPAs and two dreams at the same time. So, you know, what's funny is like maybe a year ago, I, I just kept on hearing about New England style IPAs mm -hmm. and, and I've seen them in the shops, but I haven't, it's, but I would have thought I would have seen a bigger flood in the market of, of New England styles. And it's, it's funny because it's got a, getting all this um, word of mouth, but I haven't seen it like dominate the shelves. Yeah, well, one of the bigger things though is that they're the the breweries who are trying to be very serious about it are tr just trying to release the cans of that through their breweries and not send them out for distribution because the shelf life of those is not that great. Uh, like a typical IPA is going to have a shelf life, you know, within three months, it's going to be still pretty good, mm -hmm. but optimal flavor for like a new england style ipa because of the way it's made a few weeks maybe mm, maybe that's something that would have like in your brew house only like in yeah. your brew pub only yeah so that's why they're doing like the can releases like straight out of the brewery plus they're making more of the money which you know can't blame them for that it right. makes a lot of sense if, if they can state, make it happen yeah, if it's state legal to do that yeah exactly <laughs> if they can make that happen then do it so uh the beer we're gonna have by them is their sour diesel and this is a Barrel fermented sour rye stout is what it says. Now, yeah, I've only had one sour stout in my life before, and that's Tarted Darkness by the brewery out of Placentia, California. And oh, by the way, I just opened that, and there's like no carbonation. We'll I see heard, how that I is. I heard a little. Yeah, it was so. barely anything. So yeah, so I've only had Tarted Darkness. Have you ever had Tarted Darkness? No, I have not. And okay. In fact, this will be my very first sour, sour stout. stout. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm 
Cool. I remember it was on this show a while ago that I just learned that you could sour other styles of beer. Yeah. That can, so just even the concept of a of a you know of a different style that you could sour uh, is is new to me. Yeah, and brewers are continually figuring out new types of sours and everything. Mm-hmm. The, when I poured it, it does not have a whole lot of carbonation, no. which you know I've been holding it for like a year and a half and. Sometimes when these bottles are capped, like, it's not All right. extremely well, so, like, there is room for carbon dioxide to be released. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a Dr. Pepper or, you know, a Diet Coke yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty dark. The, it's, it's funny, even the, the bubbles don't stack together. They're pretty separated. Oh, my gosh. It smells, it smells great, though. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it smells chocolatey. Yeah, it smells chocolatey, and it smells Ooh. maybe some, maybe like plums or something like that, okay. or maybe dark cherries. Yeah, dark. <clears throat> I could see dark cherries and plums. There's a decent amount of sourness there, but that chocolate note is really a lot of chocolate. Yeah, and then there's like a little bit of like a coffee type roastiness in there too. I wonder because you were mm. don't don't sour beers usually become less sour as they age. Um, it depends. Okay. It depends on the beer. Sometimes more sour, sometimes less sour. More sour, especially if, if the bacteria is still in there working. So, all right, what do you think? Oh, that, well, first of all, it's really light, like really yeah. light. And it's all, it's, it's actually really refreshing. It has like a, it has like a grape juice quality to it. I agree with that. Definitely. It's, yeah, it's like a, a grape juice mixed with, like, some tart cherry, and, um, yeah, and that chocolate's there, and a little bit of, like, that roasty coffee on the end. Yeah, I totally agree. This is so complex and and refreshing. This this is both easy to drink and very complicated, which is a, which is a really cool combo. This is way easier to drink than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I know. I actually really thought that it was going to be, like... Sour, sour, sour. And I think part of that's because of the name Sour Diesel. Like, right. that's an aggressive sounding sour <laughs> beer. Um, but it's not. Wow. Um, yeah, a little bummed that there isn't more carbonation to it, but it still tastes really good. So. It tastes great. And the alcohol, I mean, I can feel that it's there, but it's not, it's totally, it's totally fine. It's not, yeah. it's not overpowering at all. And it's like seven, it's 7% alcohol. The thing that's kind of weird about it to me is it doesn't taste like it's one beer to me. It tastes like it's I'm drinking two separate beers at the same time. Oh, like a blend. Well, no. For me, it kind of feels like in my mouth the flavors stay separated. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm tasting them simultaneously, but I'm but I don't feel like they're blending together. Mm. I feel like I'm just tasting two separate things at the same time. Like I'm tasting the sour with like the cherry and that kind of like grape, like a tart grape to it. But then I'm on at the, at the same time, if I can get it out of my mouth at the same time, um, I'm getting like the chocolate and the roast and all that. And they seem separate to me. They're not integrating really. Well, one interesting thing to me about it is like, you know, it's a sour beer, but it's also a stout. And I would say that the, it's a big ass sour, little less stout. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, I talked before about how this is, uh, I've had few sours that were not the, just a straight, you know, like a wheat ale or whatever it is. And 
you know, I've had a sour IPA and that was, uh, that was a real revelation to me. And to, on this stout, the roastiness, I can, I can, I can taste it if I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's totally a background note yeah. and it's just adding depth to the experience rather than flavor. Got it. Yeah. I, um, I like this a lot. I know totally. I'm saying it tastes like two separate beers, but that's not really a problem for me. I'm just saying it's it's kind of like an odd thing that's happening with mm-hmm. the way I'm tasting it. Um, but I like it a lot, and l- like you said, like you really did stress, and this is one of the like the best things about it. I think it's light and kind of refreshing. Oh yeah, and you would not assume that with this type of beer. It also has like a tiny bit of like a like a tannic quality, like a little mm-hmm. bit of like a red wine quality. Probably from the barrel. I wonder if it was done in, like, wine barrels. Uh, oak barrels. Okay. It doesn't say anything about any sort of wine, so I guess not just straight-up oak. Um, and when I keep sipping it, I do taste where the rye is coming into it. There's, like, a little bit of, like, an earthy spice on the very end. Oh, I had forgotten, that there, low. Was, I had forgotten that there was rye in here. Yeah. It's very, very low, but as you keep sipping and... Mainly be, probably because I know the rise in there. I'm I'm starting to be able to get it. So mm. Mm. yeah, this is excellent. I'm happy with this. I think Rebecca will like this actually too. And she's not usually huge on sours. So in comparison to the other sour stout I've had, the Tarted Darkness by the brewery, Tarted Darkness way more sour, mm. and I think less you take you get less chocolate to it. It's more like roasty. Like there is some chocolate to that one, but you get more roasty to go with the sourness. So Yeah. Um yeah. I'm actually gonna call a little bit of an audible on the topic. Sure, go ahead. Because I think that something else would fit a little bit more into this. Um just because I think we might need a little extra time for the other thing. Yeah. Omaha, let's go. So <laughs> I um Obviously, feel free to weigh in on this. Rebecca and I recently went to Tired Hands Brewing up in the Philadelphia area, specifically Ardmore, Pennsylvania, close Mm -hmm. to Philadelphia. And um, we did it because we were going to go to Longwood Gardens for a day, see, like, the Christmas lights and all that at Longwood Gardens. It's just like a big topiary garden. Right. Um, I don't really recommend it, to be honest. It's (laughs) like, like... Dan, you and I talked about this off podcast a few days ago that like, and I think you summed it up well where you were like, oh, that sounds like a place I'd be like fascinated for like 15 minutes and then be like, I'm done. (laughs) And you were there for how many hours? Like three hours. (laughs) Yeah. So, and Rebecca did ask me a few times. She was like, are you having fun? Isn't this cool? And my response was just like, I'm here for you. I hope you're having fun. (laughs) Good husband. Good job. Well, I mean, she goes and, and goes to places and does things that, that, you know, I want to do and she doesn't want to do, so what's it's only some, fair. What's something that you want to do that she doesn't want to do? That, well, what's some, something that she tolerates? Sometimes, like, going to specific breweries and stuff. Like, she doesn't really necessarily want to do that, but mm-hmm. she knows I really want to, so we go and do that. Or, probably the most recent example, when we went to Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I mean, just going to Salem, Massachusetts for Halloween. Right. Like, I don't think she really wanted to do that at first. Right. But she right. liked it while we were there. Especially, just... like, you're, she's meeting her husband's friend's friend. Like, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Basically. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's a trade-off. But, um, yeah. So, we went to Tired Hands first. Uh, we actually kind of misjudged time, unfortunately. So, we didn't have a ton of time at Tired Hands. But, um, I know you probably have not been to Tired no. Hands yet. No. Okay. So... 
the thing with them is, I, I'm sure you know they're super popular. Yeah. They're another one of these breweries that they do special can releases. They sell out super, super fast. Uh, usually within the same day. Sometimes they have some stuff available. But um, we got there, and first of all, they do have really good food at the brewery, which they call their fermentaria. And <laughs> they have their tacos, man. They're freaking tacos. What was the was uh what was on the taco? Was it like fish or or pork? Or? They have a lot of options actually. Okay. So I was seriously looking at a salmon one that had like soy and ginger to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I ended up going with a brisket taco mm-hmm. that was really good. Except it had it had like cilantro, potato, onions, brisket, and like a type of barbecue sauce to it. Potato is interesting. Yeah, the potato I didn't like in it actually. That was the thing. I felt like this, the blandness and starchiness of the potato was taking away some of the flavor of the brisket. So honestly, I was like, this taco is awesome if you take the potatoes out of it. With with the potatoes in the bite, it's 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 okay. Brisket. I mean, brisket and potato is a pretty classic combo. Yeah, but do you eat them in the same fork full? You know what I mean? Well. A lot, a lot of people do. <laughs> See, I just feel like it's like, bringing the flavor of that brisket down, man. And the barbecue sauce. I mean, it's a starch. All right, go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's a really good thing. But I wanted to get your, your feeling on this, and I, I think I said something a little bit about it to you before. So they have a policy there where your server will only bring you one drink at a time for each person at the table, okay? Okay. And that's not just like one 12-ounce. It's one of whatever. So you can order, like, I think it's like a four or five ounce sampler size, and they won't give you a flight of samplers. <laughs> they will give you one of those four or five ounce classes. And then if you want another one, you have to finish that first, and then they will go get you another one. And it's not been explained why. Um, <laughs> Rebecca believes that at one point they had said to her it has something to do with, like, what temperature they want the beer to be at. When people try it, oh, come, that's but that sounds that sounds that sounds a little bit too precious. So uh, <laughs> put put yourself in that situation. You go into a brewery, and that's what they do. What what are you thinking? Well, okay, so you can't even call it a flight then mm-hmm. because it's a, just a sample. Yeah, right. So, but they're charging you for each sample, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So can. Is it is it a, is it are they calling it a flight where you can get like four things for a single price or something like that? Or no, they're they're just each beer. It has like what the beer is, the description and then you on can, it. You can and buy it, it has, in a size. Yes, exactly, and it's the sizes. But what I'm saying is, why can't you get like three sample sizes equal to one's twelve ounces? Exactly. Right. Like, why isn't it go by ounces? I don't understand this. Like, I. I'm not thinking it's that bad of an idea if it only applies to, like, 12-ounce beers. Right. Like, that's fine. That's reasonable. That's right. whatever. Because who's ordering... I don't know. I personally don't order multiple full-size beers at the same time for myself. Yeah, me neither. So... But it just... It drove me nuts because while I was sitting there, like, I was, first of all, getting a little ticked off about it, and so was Rebecca. Because, one, we didn't have a whole lot of time, which is our fault. I right. will admit that. That is our fault, that aspect. But... It's unnecessary to have that much time. Like, how long does it take you to drink a sample? Like, five ounces. It doesn't take that long. Especially when you're sharing it, because we share them. So, we each (laughs) drink, like, 2.5 ounces of a beer, and then we're just like, okay, 
you know, server, please turn around and go get us more beers. So, yeah. like, this cert, we had six sampler, sample size beers. They could have made one trip to the bar. They made three trips to the bar. How crowded was this place? Um, It was a Monday at about 1 p.m., and there were a decent amount of people there, to hmm. be honest. Good and they that. had like they had like two servers, yeah. and I feel like it was it was a little much how many people were there for two servers to handle, and just having them go to the to the bar this often. I wonder. I mean, I wonder maybe they're slow on Mondays, but because it was near Christmas, it was busier than they expected it to yeah, be. I, it's possible. But I agree with you. The policy seems a little silly. Uh, I mean, specifically about the sample size. Yeah. If it's we're talking about twelve ounces, sixteen ounces, twenty-two ounces, then that's much more understandable. But the four yeah. ounces, like, yeah, that seems that seems ridiculous. I think it's super silly, but I also think it's a bad business decision because you're wasting a lot of your servers' time. Yeah, you're you're wasting a lot of their time. Right, which hurts their tips, which hurts your turn, which. Hurts your table turnover. Yep, and you know it just it just annoys your customers unnecessarily. Yeah, it's it's a bad it's a bad idea. I mean, are they? I don't think they're concerned about overserving. No, well, I mean, all our all bars should be concerned about that type of thing because you're supposed to look out for it. I, I mean, by law, but um, no, I don't think that's the aim of this. Right. I mean, it may very well be a situation, but it's not said, where, you know, their beers are very popular, so maybe they don't want a situation where, like, they have a, a keg that's getting close to, to kicking, and a lot of people want to try it, so someone comes in and they're like, I want to order, you know, four 12 ounces of that one beer, because I know I'm going to drink that much and I like it, and I think the keg's going to kick. You know, maybe that's part of their thinking, maybe that is their main thinking on it, but... How often would that really happen? You know what I mean. Who's gonna really do that? So, just curious how like how much how much was a four ounce of of a beer you got? It's like two fifty or something. Oh, that's not bad. somewhere around. No, it wasn't bad. It's not bad pricing, and the beers were good. Although it was really weird to me because like we we're going mid December, okay, right. and they had no IPAs, they had no stouts. They had, like, one sour beer, and the rest was, uh, what was it, Saisons and lagers, basically. Lagers? It's just weird. I mean, okay, so going back to totally traditional beer-making beer making, beer making uh, traditions, lagers make sense. Uh, it's, it's, you know, just be, but nobody's limited, nobody's limited to time of year to make certain beers anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I I was just thinking that from the standpoint of what the season is, like I would just think they would have had like, you know, one stout, <laughs> one or two IPAs at least, especially because they're very well known for their IPAs. Yeah, like, you should be very ha- you well should known. have an IPA all year long. There's no reason why you well, can't. Well, and a, and a and a dark beer, a, a stout as well. I mean, right. ultimately like ideally you should have one of like a lot of different things. Right. But you're not always going to be able to do that. But I will also say, like, I was kind of peeved about that. I'm like, where are the IPAs? Where are the stouts? Like, especially because you're well known for IPAs. But I think Monday might be how they kind of schedule that to be their down day with some beers. Oh. 
Like, uh, <laughs> it's like that Anthony Bourdain thing, don't fish on Mondays thing. <laughs> right, yeah, something like that. Because then, um, as the week progressed, I would, like, I'd follow them on Facebook, so I would see, like, when they're putting beers on tap, as the week progressed, I was like, oh, they just put a stout on. Oh, now they put an IPA on. Oh, now they put a fruited IPA on. So within the, how many, like, three days after we went there, they put on a stout and two IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, of course it was after the fact. But I, it's probably a Monday thing. You know, actually, so that whole that whole fish thing, which, you know, Anthony Modain wrote Kitchen Confidential more than 20 years ago at this point. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But that it was that whole thing of, like, they would get fish midweek, and then they would do, like, the Sunday rush, and then Monday would be, like, all leftovers, which is why he said no fish on Monday. I don't think the business is still doing that. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if a lot of bars do basically the same mm-hmm. basically the same rotation, rotation schedule with their kegs. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. So, like, on Monday, you're just getting whatever was left over from the weekend. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Was their lager just, like, a regular... Lager? Like, what was it? Um, they had, like, a hoppy lager, okay. um, which was which was good. Like, all their beers were really good. They only had, like, one beer. There was, like, one beer that we really did not like. It tasted like, actually, like, soap. It was bad. But you, the rest of the beers were really good. You were saying uh, you had a strong opinion about their pale ale, right? Oh, their pale ale is awesome. Their hop hands really really amazing pale ale it's like a new england style pale ale you know like so it's kind of like the new england style ipas but pale ale just a little lighter but really tasty really good you know what's funny about pale ales is just that a long you know several years ago pale ales were like the the, your go-to beer like oh yeah all the time and now people don't want to hear about them yeah i feel (laughs) like it's it's hard to find a pale ale now yeah, and people will pass them up intentionally. Be like, I want a pale ale. I want right. an IPA. Yeah, then like, it's something that just nobody buys it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what a pale ale is also called a session IPA. So there you go. I don't know. I think I think I think I think a classic pale ale is more malty than a lot of session IPAs. I think that the I think breweries are making their own style of a session IPA, so it is different than what a typical pale ale is. But I, th- I think from a technical standpoint, a pale ale is a session IPA. I don't know. To me, a pale ale was always a balance of, of strong hops and, and strong malts. And, like, um, you know, a Sierra... More of, like, a backbone to it. Right. That's what you're saying. And, yeah. and like, some, something like... Um, Something like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is actually much hoppier than what I think of as a typical pale ale. Mm-hmm. And you think of Session IPAs, I guess, kind of like a hop water. Significantly less background yeah. <laughs> to it. It's like, yeah, people have said, called it like hop water before. So. Right. Honestly, yeah. I don't... I, I, I'd say mo, I would say about 80% of the time I don't actually like Session IPAs. Like, they, they taste... There's like a flavor I don't like in them. Yeah, there's gotta be... It's gotta be done right for me. Like, I had one recently, and I was just like, eh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> it's just, like, very watery and not very good. No, nope, not doing it. All right, but, all right, uh, I'm still, I've been sipping on the sour diesel the whole time. Yeah, and this re- beer is really good. We refilled while we were talking. Yes, and, and it's which excellent. is not common for me. Like, I've just been going back because I just love the taste of this. And it's so simple and easy to, to get through. I so love it. 
You know, it reminds me of like um, like a chocolate covered cherry, sure. but you make that into a refreshing drink. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like like someone's like beer take on a chocolate, like a tart chocolate covered cherry. Sure, I can see that for sure. Well, let's do some mystery beers, and then we can go back to the sour Heck diesel again. Yeah. All right. So the mystery beers actually look very similar to one another, so I yeah. think we should just get the color. Yeah, they look like orangish yellow. So they both look super orangish yellow. They both look a little hazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, B is a little more clear than A, and B is a little more yellow than A. A has a little more orange to it. Right. But they're very close. And they have all, about the same amount of head on them. Just about. Yeah. A B which looks is not much. B looks slightly... No, they both look the same amount of stickiness, packiness. Yeah. All right, let's smell A. The more orange of the two. Oh, this smells. This smells like lychee fruit. Oh, you know that's not a a taste or or smell that I think about often, but I think you're right. I have a str- I have a very strong association with lychee fruit because uh, when I was a kid. We'd always go to these um, Chinese restaurants, and they were actually Korean Chinese restaurants. And um, as a dessert, as just like a free thing at the end of their meal, they give you your fortune cookies and lychee fruit. And it was... It's not like served in like a sugar syrup. Yeah. That's how they do yeah. it. Yeah. And it's... I, I love... It was always like one of my favorite parts of the meal, and I've, I I loved them. And this this is pretty reminiscent of that to me. I see what you're saying. I also get a slight grapiness. I can see that. On the end of the nose. And the first thing that hit my nose was like a hay note to it. Like it's definitely okay. got a hay note. And it's pretty substantial first off. It smells very light and refreshing at the same time. Oh, yeah. But it smells a little sugary too. Like like sweet. It's interesting. Yeah. And then really interesting. anything that's kind of like... Like, just kind of general fruitiness is eventually going to smell like peaches to me. So, so now I'm getting peaches. Your nose will always go to peach at some point. <laughs> Got it. All right. It's... I don't like this. This is... It's, it's, um, it has, like... Kinda... has kind of, like, a dirty sock thing in there for me. <laughs> I see. There is, like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. There is, like, um... Like a funky bitterness at the end, um, which could be could be whatever hops they're using. It is more bitter than I thought it was going to be. There's a decent bitterness. It's very drying. And I get a lot of what I was saying with that hay. Like, I was getting a lot of hay in the nose. I'm getting a lot of hay in the flavor. It's very earthy to me. Yeah, very um, earthy. But I actually feel like I get a very quick hint of peach on the end of the flavor. So I don't think you were too far off. I don't know. Whatever this funky bitterness is, is overtaking anything. I mean, I can still smell the, those wonderful fruit flavors that we were describing, but in the taste, it's just totally being ran over by this, by this bitter, yeah. uh, you know, slightly, slightly off, t- off color taste to it. Yeah. It's, um, it's not great. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I but I don't like care for it that much. And the bitterness really lingers on your tongue too, without I mean, much of any other flavor. Right. I could see this. I could see this maybe being an appropriate drink for something that was 
very strong in another direction. Something like something like barbecue or something like that. Yeah. But but sure. just by itself, I can't see it enjoying this. I would It's like, tasting sweet too. Like it's a little sugary. Yeah. Anything? Like unfermented like sugars in there. Honestly, I wonder I mean I this is a this is a bad thing to accuse this beer of, but it tastes a little skunky to me. Okay. You, so here's what I was thinking. My what came to my mind when you were talking was like a old Citra Session IPA. I could see that. Like the Citra hops were past their prime <laughs> and it's yeah. And maybe a little dash of corona in there. <laughs> sure. It's just because it, it's not um it's it's quite watery. Like yeah. it, it's very light, it's quite watery, but you can tell that they're that someone tried to hop it a lot. And whether it's because this is an old bottle, because that's possible. It kind of tastes like to me it could be an old bottle of beer. I don't know. I would hope not, but um but yeah, it just tastes to me like there was something else there at one point, but the hops have died and it turned into something less desirable. Yeah. Um I mean, it, I I'm interested in knowing what this is. Yeah. But uh I don't hate it though. I I I, hate it. I I like it less than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell. All right, well let's go to B, the one that's a little bit lighter in coloration. Uh smell. Whoop. <laughs> That's a very particular smell I'm getting. <laughs> I want to see what you say first, though. I don't want to lead you on this. Whoa. I get three things that... Well, four things that jump out at me. Um, well, I'm, I'm surprised you're getting things that jump out at you. I don't find it that uh, aroma-filling. Um, well, jump out at me in the sense that I took, like, three or four sniffs of it. Uh, so, I'm getting... Do you smell wheat? I smell wheat. Um, it comes off a little weedy type. It's a little aspirin-y. <laughs> um, I feel like it's got a little hint of aspirin. It smells like Belgian yeast. Maybe. It's got like a clove going on. Oh, you're pulling tons of stuff I'm not getting. And right. a slight banana. Oh, and, you know what? And lemon. And there's some lemon in there. All right. Now that I mix it up again, I am getting more of that Belgian and the things you associate with Belgian. So that banana, that... Yep. There's like a lemon lying over the top of of everything. Honestly, I got to be honest, for what I assume is a Belgian beer, this smells significantly more tolerable than than Belgians when I smell them typically. I'm not huge on Belgian. So I just taste it, and I, I agree with you on the Belgian after I'm sipping it. it. It does taste like a Belgian. It's a lot... It's this a lot soft. It's a lot thicker than I thought it would be. Like this is really easy, though. Yeah, and it it's not... it's not. There's nothing bright about it, though. Like, the banana, it's like yeah. an overripe banana. Sure. And I don't know what... It's, like, it doesn't... I wouldn't call this refreshing. This is, this is just. Uh... So I wouldn't call it refreshing, but I would call it easy. Yeah. For a Belgian, it's easy because for me, I feel like a lot of the flavors that go with Belgians, like that little bit of a medicinal quality to it, just the overall Belgian yeast flavor, banana, 
you know, that type of stuff, it it's a, a bit much for my palate a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But with this, I feel like they're all toned down a lot. Right. And they're more, like, soft. They're yeah. easy on your palate. Yeah. Soft is a good word. It's a very yeah. soft beer. Like, you, it's one of those beers you sip and it just, like, rushes down your throat and you're like, what just mm-hmm. happened? No. Nope. <laughs> but I will say that I don't like... The the aftertaste it's leaving with me. Like, aspirin. It's like aspirin, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, there is something medicinal about it. Yeah. It, it's like a bit of an aspirin-y aftertaste, but I will say it's not as strong as I get in a lot of Belgian beers. So it's oh. got that going for it. It's got that aftertaste going against it, but it's for a Belgian style, it's less than I'm used to. So that's Kind of good. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I enjoy Belgians more than you do. And I would say mm-hmm. if this is a Belgian, it's below average. I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't like Belgians. And I think this is actually pretty good. Wow. So it's... So we usually don't disagree this much. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, the bitterness is growing as I continue to sip it. And I'm feeling a little warm. I wonder if the, <laughs> if the ABV is a little I, high and it's creeping on me. I wonder if you've been just sipping too much on this the sour uh, diesel. <laughs> this yeah. Diesel, that's possible too. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pleased with this. I when I was smelling the beer, I was just like, ah, God, I don't think I'm gonna like this. <laughs> and when I tried it, I was I immediately had this moment in my mind of like, oh, okay. Well, it's funny. It's I don't know. It's We've had such disparate um, experiences with with uh, with beer B because yeah. you're getting all these smells that I had to like really pull for, mm-hmm. and then when we started tasting it, I got all these negative associations that you were acknowledging, but you weren't you weren't feeling as strongly as I was. Yeah, it's not a problem. And so, both in smell and in taste, we've had really really differing uh, experiences. It's interesting, and I think that. I do think that what I'm getting in the taste is very similar to what I was getting in the in the nose, but I do think that the medicinal um, notes are a, are a little less in the flavor than in the nose because I was getting a decent amount more. And in addition to a little bit of a clove to it, I feel like I also get a little coriander. Yeah, I mean I can but see that. Good. To me, it's mostly like you you're getting that yeast, you're getting that. That whatever that strange medicinal hoppy aftertaste, mm-hmm. um, I would say the best thing about this beer is just its mouthfeel. It's just it's yeah. that that softness that yeah. that that wash you get. I mean that's pleasant, but that aftertaste is pretty is pretty bad for me. Yeah, I mean it's not like I'm you know I'm not throwing it across the room, but it's oh, it's. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that beer, actually. Okay, I'm glad you're pretty happy with that beer. I'm glad that my friend likes his beer. (laughs) Okay, so I thought thought about going back to A, but I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. A's grown on me. I like A better now. (laughs) Yeah, actually, it's it's starting to get a little more citrusy, and I feel like it's sweeter in a good way. Yeah, I agree with that. Still not huge on it though. Um, Okay. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Doesn't matter to me. Uh, well, I'm gonna give. Uh, <laughs> man, I have to rethink. I was gonna. I knew. I thought I knew my score, but going back to A, I'm thinking about maybe bumping it up. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I'm gonna go with two on A though. 
I almost bumped it to a three, but then I took an additional sip and I was like, no, there's not enough there to do that. You know what? All right. So I will say the best thing about A is its smell for me. Sure. Um, I can give you that. And I wasn't feeling it, obviously, after I started tasting it. But going back to it, it improved a lot. And I was going to give it a one, but now I think I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two. That makes sense. All right, and what are you going to do on B? <laughs> I'm giving B a straight one. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, you give it a five or whatever you're going to give it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm going to give it a five. I can give it a four. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> a four is good, though. I know. Pretty good I'm for me. <laughs> We've never disagreed this bad on a beer. So it's at 2.5. I can't even... Yeah. I have to get my calculator. I, what, what is the average of a... Yeah, it's 2.5. Okay, good job. It would be. So, yeah, so uh, slight winner on B is... My face is a little warm. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I think it's beer B, too. I have this feeling. All right, so A, the loser of the episode overall of two is... Oh, man. Well, that sucks. Uh, gumball <laughs> Head... By Three Floyds, bro. You're kidding me? Seriously? This does not taste like I remember it tasting, and yeah. Gumblehead's like a really famous sought after beer. Yeah. So this was. Do they have ABV on here? I don't even see it. No, I don't see the ABV on here. Nope, it's not on here. So anyway, it's it's basically like a hoppy wheat beer, is what it is. So here's the thing. This is out of my stash. Rebecca pulled this out of my stash. Uh, I got this kind of recently. And I I drank one a few weeks ago, well maybe a week week and a half ago. And I when I drank it then I was like this does not taste the same as I remember it <laughs> tasting. Um, and this is, and now it's worse. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, and now it's worse. So you, get, you guys I don't just know what's a, going on with you the guys get a head. bad batch or something. That's what I'm thinking because I ordered Gumball Head I think last year. And it was way better than this. You you ordering from Chicago for this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I got in a shipment last year, Gumball Head, and it was way better than this. Like it had more of a hop presence to it. The weediness was more substantial. It had more body to it too, to be honest. But I don't know what's with this. I don't know what happened here. Oh well. Let's see what B is. B with an overall two point five. But I have to point out, Carlin gave it a four. <laughs> The winner. <laughs> yeah, the winner. Oh, okay. Um, Allagash uh, Brewing's triple. Allagash triple. This is a triple? 9%. The Belgian triple. I've had this yeah. before. I feel like I liked it better before. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 9%. This is almost a year old, too. Okay. It's almost a year. So, in the bottle, that is. Well, I'm... I'm sad that I kind of shit on two breweries that I really respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad I shit on that uh, that gumball head because typically I like it. But like I said, to be honest, like I had it about a week and a half ago, and I was like, eh. <laughs> so sorry, Three Floyds. Th- sorry, Allagash. <laughs> Damn, the sour diesel's good though. Yeah. Oh, love that stuff. So, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. We're gonna then move on to episode. Uh, 199, and we'll talk about something fun then. Until next time, keep it brutal.
This has been a Nerd Circle Podcast production. 